Welcome to the Self-Publishing School Podcast. This is the podcast to listen to if you're an aspiring writer or an author who wants to be more successful. On this show, you'll learn how to write and launch a book successfully, all from the top authors and people just like you who are doing it at the highest level. I'm your host, Chandler Volt, the founder of Self-Publishing School, the author of the book called Published, and the CEO of selfpublishing.com. For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here, and joining me today is Eric Huberman. Uh, Eric is CEO and founder of Hawk Media, which launched in 2014, now valued at over $150 million. Uh, Hawk is the fastest growing uh, marketing consultancy agency in the United States. He's also the author of his new book, Check it out, The Hawk <laughs> Method. Uh, if you're watching on the YouTube channel right now, you're seeing it. If not, just go look it up on Amazon, The Hawk Method. Uh, and uh, Eric has experience uh, growing, founding uh, multiple e-commerce companies. He's got Hawk Ventures. He's doing a bunch of acquisitions in the marketing agency space. Uh, just a lot of really, really cool stuff going on on his belt. Built an interesting uh, agency, and then now a book to kind of uh, talk about that process and that method. So uh, we'll unpack a couple things here. Should you write a book to grow your marketing agency? If you have a marketing agency, does that make sense? Does it not? Um, how can you use the Hawk method to sell more copies of your book? Bunch of stuff like that. We got a lot to get into. Eric, great to have you here. Yeah, no, of course. Thanks for coming. Or thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. <laughs> so uh, t talk to me about, I mean, why write this book? And, sure. and maybe in the mind of an agency owner, like you've got no shortage of things. To, you've got a young child. You just, we were talking before, and you just uh, a minority owner in a soccer uh, team, and you've got the agency, and you've got Hog Ventures. So I feel like most people's excuse is, "Hey, I don't have time to write this book." For you, why did you decide to do this, and how did you see this fitting in and helping grow the business? Yeah, it, it really came like the content was done. And that's really, I think the biggest thing is like, I met a guy that was like, hey, he had a book marketing company. And he's like, hey, have you thought about it? And I had thought about writing a book in the past. In fact, I had written a full like proposal for a book, but I didn't end up liking how it turned out. So I shelved it. And so I was like, yeah, I've thought about it. I've even explored it. But um, with this, it was just like, what would you write about? I'm like, you know, I, originally I was going to, the book I didn't write or didn't end up publishing was called Greedless. And it's about how to do business without being greedy, how to not fuck people over, but also be, you know, be successful. And um, I, I realized like I wasn't successful enough to really preach from that. It was like, I, I had, you know, that could, should come from a billionaire or someone that's been hyper, hyper, hyper successful. And I'm like, I'm kind of in, I'm doing fine, but like, didn't feel like I was the right person to put that out. And so I was like, you know, honestly, marketing, like at this point, we've at that point, we had marketed over 3000 brands, we had some consistent things. And I do a lot of speaking, a lot of teaching, a lot of working with our clients. And I realized that like, a lot of the general methodology and strategy was the same thing every time. And it was just repetitive. And I've been doing it for years, but it worked and it worked really well consistently. And it was just a new way of looking at like modern marketing. It's not anything groundbreaking. In fact, my favorite review on the book came out the first day was a one-star review that said, I don't get it. It's just modern marketing 101. It's like, no, you, you nailed it. That's exactly what it is. So, but it was our way of looking at it and our way of talking. And so but I, I decided like, this is a great way. Like, I, again, I spoken on stage about it hundreds of times. I'd gone out and talked about the exact same thing. So when I went to write it, the way I did it, speaking of time, I dictated on Zoom and recorded it. Uh, each chapter, it took about 30 minutes per chapter. There's 15 chapters. So seven and a half hours. 
I wrote an outline first, to be clear. Spent a few hours writing an outline, already knew what I wanted to talk about because I spoke about it all the time, then edited a little bit to make it like a little flow better as a book. Then I set each chapter on uh, Zoom. Then we had someone transcribe it. Then my uh, writing partner edited it. Then I edited it. And then we went to the publisher. And it was not that grueling of a process to actually put it together. Um, I think you asked the question, like, why write a book as an agency owner? Well, you need to have something unique you're putting out there. The same reason starting an agency. Like, the issue with both now is there is no barrier to entry to write a book. There's no barrier to entry to start an agency. But if you're not good at either, you're going to waste a lot of time and not really get anywhere. So, like, a bad book is not going to do anything for you. Like, you know, you might get, frankly, you probably will get a little credibility with the lowest common denominator. It's like, oh, you're an author. Like, but most people you want to work with that are going to help you be successful. Having a book doesn't impress them. Having a good book that they enjoy impresses them. And so, yeah. So like I was, that was, this is one of the most nervous things I've ever done. Like I'm not a nervous guy. I don't get anxiety, but putting this out, because I was like, fuck, there might be a typo or there's some error in there. Or I said something and I I did get reamed because I talked about with my last company or no, one of my first e-commerce companies. I lied to TechCrunch to tell them, I told them we, we knew that TechCrunch would write about any company that raised money. So I told them we raised hundred grand just to get into TechCrunch and it worked. I talk about it in the book and I got reamed publicly about being a liar and an unethical businessman because I lied to the press and da, da, da. And I'm like, you know, that I didn't expect that to be the thing that came out, but mm. it was like, that is, you know, that's what, what people are always looking for something like they're looking for, you know, someone to burn at the stake. And that was where they found me. It didn't get too bad, obviously. And it's like, I own it. Like, I, I'm honest about it. That's what I did. If you yeah. judge that, fine. But the point is, that's one way to get, it was me explaining, like, you got to be scrappy in the beginning. And one way to get press, like, is, you know, to do stretch the truth a little bit. We had brought in money, but it was like, you know, we didn't raise 100 grand. We had been funding it and blah, blah, blah. And so that was where the nerves came from. It's like, this thing's out there and it's solidified and it's permanent. Mm-hmm. And so you got to be careful if you want to build something big, if you want to fly under the radar and have a little leave behind that your book, like a lot of people have used a book now in place of a business card. If that's mm-hmm. what you're trying to do, fine. But again, if it's just like anything, if it's not valuable, then it's just going to be a waste. It needs to have substance. It needs to be a great book. And yeah. and, and and we're definitely in agreement on that. I mean, it's give away all of your best stuff for free and people will pay you to tell it to them again. Yep. Or they'll pay you to do it for them in the case of a marketing agency, right? Yep. And so I, I guess I'll, I'll give my perspective on how I look at this. And I'd love to hear if this is kind of how you're looking at it with the book as well. Like, I think especially the type of book that you wrote, um, which is similar to kind of the type of book that I wrote specific to my business as well, yep. is, all right, this is, this is a book now that we're going to give to every new employee that comes to work at the company so they can learn the methodology. We're going to give it to every new prospect, every new client. It's going to help us save the team time and onboarding. It's going to help improve our sales conversion rate. It's going to, if we just inject it into every part of the business, it's going to help that part of the business get more effective and more efficient because you're bringing leverage in the form of a book. Is that kind of how you you were looking at it with this book? After the fact, that's exactly how it's become that. That's where the value ended up being. That's not where I assume the value would be. Ah, Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's exactly what we're doing now. Yeah. So originally I was like, hey, we've built this thing. You know, if we can get a best-selling book, it'll build a lot of credibility and awareness for the brand and we'll probably drive a lot of business. That's not what happened. We sold a lot of books. I think we're at 30,000 books or so. And so we've sold a lot of books, but um, the amount of people that that's turned into like calling us to do their marketing isn't that high. Um, It's people going and learning, but not necessarily then this sparking, like 
maybe it's a mistake in the way I wrote it, whatever it is, not enough call to actions. We're not getting phone ringing off the hook, even with that many books sold saying we need to work with Hawk Media. I think on a brand level, it's probably good. And like, it's something they're like, oh yeah, I read the book. Like then we should talk to them. That's, that is happening. But I thought that like, we were on the Drew Barrymore show or I was uh, Adam Carolla's show. Like the press we got was awesome. Again, the ratings, everything, it went really well. It's a USA Today bestseller. And with all of that, we didn't, uh, it didn't drive a lot of business. So I was, so, but we had this thing and we have a hybrid publishing agreement so we can buy the book, our own book really cheap. And so we, uh, I started just loading up and then giving them to our salespeople to give out. I, whenever I go to, cause I still speak at a lot of conferences, I either ask if I can do a book signing or I frankly just carry a box of books with me and like stick them at the back of the room and tell people on stage to grab them. And so all these kind of little grassroots things have been, you know, that's been the best marketing uh, we've done in that sense. Cause like doing a book signing, people chasing you down, like there's a personal connection there. Those are the people that then go, I need to talk to these guys. That's really great. And, and it's, it's funny. I mean, we, I feel like we look at this so similarly because for me, when I'm going to speak to it's all right, say this a thousand people will bring three or 400 books and, and say, Hey, I've got a limited amount of books, but I'd love to give them to people who really want them. And then we use that for a lead capture. So now we've just gotten 300 or more leads. And then also we're very clear. I don't know if you do the same thing where it's like, Hey, and if you want to sit down and talk about working with us, like we'll book sessions on the spot. And so then it's, you're kind of funneling in. And the last time I did this, man, it was, it was kind of, it was kind of unexpected. I went off stage, so I didn't see it, but people were telling me there was already a next speaker that came on and they were like, there was a massive line at your guys's booth because everyone's like, Oh, there's only so many books. And it wouldn't have, that wouldn't have been the case. I'm like, Hey, I'll be in the back afterwards. It's like, no one's going to go back there. Using that book as a mechanism to actually get people to move into action. Yeah. Yep. And that's exactly, it's the exact same strategy. And that's one. And then, as you mentioned, like every new employee gets a copy, every new client gets a copy uh, because exactly what you said, funny enough, is like, now they all, we all speak the same language. That's really the best way to put it. It's like, we're all talking about the same thing. We can skip a lot of the the onboarding. It's just like, when I'm telling you we're doing this to create awareness for your brand, you know what I'm talking about. When I tell you that this is part of the nurturing funnel, you know what I'm talking about. And I'd say our churn of clients, which maybe this is part of that, has cut so far down because it was an intent. Ah. But I do think that this probably has an effect because our work, the reason we lose most of our clients is a communication breakdown. They don't understand and, what you're doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't get it. Like, can't I just have my nephew do this? He's in college. <laughs> this book, so yeah. Um, yeah, now they understand all the complexity around this. And it's like, okay. And it, it's a quick read. I, my wife was one of the fun experiences and she's a really bright and in business. But she, she goes, I'm like, can you write a review on Amazon? She's like, not till I read it. I'm like, okay. And so she reads it and she goes into her bedroom and comes out two hours later. She goes, I get what you do now. And I was like, we've been together eight years. Like, you didn't <laughs> before. like, and she's like, no, this made it a lot simpler. I'm like, well, that's a good sign. And the fact that you read it in oh. two hours is also a good sign. Cause yeah. like, I'm not, funny enough, I'm not a big reader. And, and I, like, I'm not a voracious reader, but so I wanted this to be something I'd read, like super conversational, simple, quick, like get to the fucking point, not drag it out, repeat the same thing over and over again. Like just get to the point. Mm-hmm. And so, cause you've got, uh, uh, it's just really fast. I'm, I'm thinking about all the use cases for an agency right now, because it's so people intensive and you're having to hire and train and teach and all that stuff. Yeah. Cause uh, just for context for people, um, they don't know you as well as I do. Uh, you've got what at this point is it like 150 employees or something like that? I would have like 220, 230, something like 220, that. 230. So yeah. that I, I just it feels like so powerful at scale. Cause I'm sure there was a point in your business where 
you know, it's like, all right, you're, you're in the beginning, you're onboarding everyone. And yeah. then maybe you're doing onboarding classes yeah. or like batching it and all that stuff. And then just at a certain point, it's just either you're not doing it all or you're not, or you're spending an hour or two teaching the ethos. And so yeah. I, I, I feel like, Oh yeah. I mean, we have onboardings every week because at 220, like, and in our industry, like we're bringing people on or people are going like we, we lose, you know, an employee or two probably every month and we have to replace them and we're growing and all that stuff. So there's new people starting almost every week, if not every other week. So yeah. exactly that, that, and this is like, what's awesome is like, so just being transparent with this for our marketing team, it helps them articulate more of what they do. We hire people that know what they're doing. We don't really hire junior people. So like, but this is like, a, again, more vernacular of like, this is how this works, why we're doing oh. Facebook ads, et cetera. But where this is super powerful is our sales team. Because they're it's like, hey, why should we do like I'm just gonna flip it open to a rant. Let's see, what's a why should we do? Of course, I'm landing on the stuff we don't do. Why should we do Facebook? Here's two pages on what how Facebook marketing works and why it works. And so they can just flip it open to page 26 and go, yeah, here, this is what it, we're doing, why we're doing Facebook now. It fits into uh, everything. And that's reference so it's really helpful because it explains why all these things matter in the whole marketing mix. That's great. That's great. Hey, let's zoom out just a little bit um, because you've kind of touched on this in a few different ways. But if you were to zoom out, like what is the Hawk method uh, and how can authors kind of use that method uh, to sell more copies of their books? Yeah. So in a nutshell, it's uh, the idea is there's three principles of marketing and it's like a tripod. So if you don't do one of these, the whole thing collapses and it's awareness, nurturing and trust. Awareness. How do you introduce new people that don't even know you exist to the fact that you exist? Basically, like not converting to sale because people confuse that, that it's like market advertising doesn't necessarily drive sales. It drives awareness, as an example. So you're getting your name out there. So how do you get your book out there? How do you create awareness? The good example of this for me is being on this podcast, as an example. This is more awareness. When I was on Drew Barrymore, awareness, people now know I exist. That didn't necessarily sell that many books right away. This is more direct. Maybe it does. But like, uh, Drew Barrymore being on there, you'd think like with the mass audience, like that'd be huge, but no, I didn't see a spike in book sales that day. Um, it, it, that's not quite how it works, but now people know I exist. And then you got nurturing. And it, when you're doing this stuff, like the awareness piece, one way to drive that to nurturing is create a website, tell people to go visit it. Now they know you exist. They've checked out your website, but ask for an email address, ask for a phone number, create that list. What you were saying at the perfect example of creating awareness for uh, the company was at the conference. You gave out books and you got a list of people's names. That's that's awareness converting to nurturing. Then what you do with that list is the nurturing piece, driving people further and further down that funnel to get them to a sale. So again, usually you're leveraging SMS, email, chatbots, referral programs, all these things that are more middle of the funnel to get them to convert. And the last principle, trust, uh, synonymous with brand, people won't buy from a company they don't inherently trust. So why would I buy the book published as an example? Well, I've heard about you. I've seen how many stages you're on, how credible you are, all the PR you've gotten. Like I start to trust you and now I want to know what you're about. So like if I, like I have Hawk Media, we say right on the cover, we've grown over 3000 brands at that point. Now it's like 4,500. And so we're like very transparent about this is who we are. Then we get the USA Today sticker. We get the press stuff, all these third-party validators. And over time, people just start to know who we are. Like uh, the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I don't need to read a Ford publicate a Ford piece of press on that book to buy it. Everyone knows that book. There's inherent trust. So that's where trust converts to brand. When you have consistency, you're known. It's your brand. But before that, you usually need to borrow it from third parties. And that's how you create trust. And 75% of people won't buy from a company they don't inherently trust. So you've got to build that trust too. So again, on the book side, it starts with how do you just let people know you've got a book? 
How do you get the fact that this book exists out there? Once you have that, how do you then start to work with those people that now you know you exist? How do you get their contact, get ways to continue to reach out to them to get them through that process to actually buying in? And then also, how do you build that trust, get press on it, get notoriety so that people go, I'm not going to buy this book. And you know, books are, the nice thing is there's not a lot of risk in buying a book. It's you know 10 to 20 bucks usually or 30, whatever. And you're not taking that much of risk, but you still need to get over a little bit of a trust hump. It's different for like a vitamin where you're like, you're asking me to swallow this and I don't know who you are. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not so sure about that. Yeah. But with books, it's a little easier, but they still want to know that they're not going to waste their time yeah. reading. That's, that's mm-hmm. the value part. Like, why am I going to sit down and spend, like, I just noticed, I actually never noticed it on the back that it says the read time of my book is 145 min- uh, minutes. And so it's like, I'm going to spend two and a half hours reading your book. Like, am I going to waste two and a half hours of my life? That's important to me. I have other shit to do. So they, that you need to build enough credibility to get that. The, the purchase hump isn't as bad. Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right, so if you've learned something, we want to help you implement what you've learned with your book. So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement. I agree with that. Let's talk about, um, so that's the hog method as, at, at a glance and yeah. and then how you can use it to sell books. Let's. I mean, you've sold 30,000 copies of the book um, since it came out uh, a few months ago. Um, how'd you do it? Like, how'd you launch the book successfully? What sold the yeah. most books? Uh, sold the most books was B2B. It was advice I got. It was getting like a bunch of other partners. So I I did this intentionally. I mentioned a lot of the tools we use and a lot of the partners we have like for these different platforms and then told them, you've got to blast this out too. You've got to share this. You've got to buy or not. You don't have to buy some, but I'd appreciate it. And that's probably what drove the most book sales. Um, I will say Hudson News like, God bless the airport, like actually did really well for me. And I think part of it, like, I, it was so funny. I argued with the publisher about the cover because they're like, it's just your logo. And I'm like, it's red and white. It's going to stand out. Like, and yeah, it, I'm like, at worst case scenario, if my logo can be sitting in every airport around the country and I don't sell anything, at least I got some brand awareness. And so I, that, but I think it caught a lot of attention. One of my, my, literally my favorite experience, uh, and you'll appreciate this because from the area, uh, my favorite experience with this book was I was in uh, Savannah airport going to, tr- uh, to South Carolina and a guy was just sitting there with it under his shirt like this and it wasn't being sold there. So wherever he came from, had he had bought it at some other airport, just random guy, I should have gone up to him, but instead I took a picture like a creeper and walked away. <laughs> but um, it was just some random person carrying my book around. And so like, I think airports did a lot with that. Um, and then it was just, we did everything digitally. Like, and we did all the PR, the PR was actually pretty powerful. And I've got, we were on some top book lists and those helped. They continue to sell books. And we were on, again, I was on a bunch of uh, Drew Barrymore and Adam Crow and all these things. So we just got the awareness out there. Um, and all those things together really helped. That's cool. So in our uh, own, list, I should say, like we have a million people on our list that we blasted it. Yep. To. So uh, email list, yeah. B2B marketing through other affiliated companies and companies that you mentioned in the book. Um, big PR uh, push, and then getting the airport specifically Hudson News. 
Um, let's go on the on the airport bookstore side of things. Was that something that your publisher got you into? What did the yeah. what did the mechanics work of that? Is that a paid placement? It like, is. How does that work? Yeah, it's pay to play. So they charged. I got a good deal. I can't remember what it was, but like I've seen other friends get quoted like ten grand a month for it. And I think I paid five or six for a three month stint. So it was like fifteen grand for three oh, wow. months. Wow. Yeah, okay. it's pretty good. Um, and then just to be blunt, they didn't take me off the shelves after that. So six months later, I was still sitting there and they tried, they tried to, up, it was funny. I did three months. Then they came back and said, Hey, we want to, do you want to renew for three months? And I was like, sure. And they tried to charge me. I think it was double what they charged me for the first three months. And I was like, guys, that's backwards. Like I'm staying loyal. I'll just stay like, I'll pay the same, but like, you're not going to double. And they wouldn't negotiate. And I was like, all right. And that's out. And then I kept going. I travel a lot like you do. And so I kept going to the airport and still seeing it. <laughs> cool. So I think it's probably at this point gone. Um, one of the other funny things I've definitely seen people do is go just put their own book on the shelf while they're flying through the it's airport. <laughs> yeah, I think that was right. I did see you do that. Fucking right. Like it's so funny. But uh yeah, I, I've been tempted to do that a few times. I should probably start doing it. Um <laughs> it's just funny, man. I mean, I can't yeah. see how many people I mean, because I'll just throw two in my backpack, get to yeah, the airport, exactly. whatever yeah. airport, put them put them on there facing out, take a picture with it, post about it. It's funny. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I, that's where I saw it was your social media. So, uh, and I think that's fun. But again, I think that all of it together, it just created the buzz. And now, like, I, but I do think the value of the book is going to be paid off over a decade. It's like what I spent on marketing this and putting it out there in the time, I have not got the ROI in a year. Yeah. Like the first year ROI is not positive. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm, I am very confident that over the next decade, the ROI will be there. And this is something that's a long-term investment is how I looked at it. Totally. Long-term investment. It's an asset that that will continue to bring back. And I will say models. one thing it's done, I get a ton more speaking offers for sure. Mm. That ramps up a lot. Um, and uh, yeah, there's, there's another big headline coming out soon that I can't, I'm under NDA, so can't say, but there's a lot of bigger opportunities that came because of the credibility of it. Got it. Well, and that's where you'll probably get that and clients is probably where you'll get the biggest ROI from the book itself. Yeah. So on the airport book, I just want to, one or two more questions on that. Cause sure. we get asked about that all the time. Was that a third party company that you went directly to? Was that a brokered relationship? With... It was a relationship from my publisher to Hudson. Got it. And yeah. with Hudson, do you think like, could you have, do you think you would have been able to negotiate that deal outside of that publishing relationship or they would have said no? I don't know. Uh, and I, I hate to say it, but I, I actually don't know. Cause I didn't attempt to like, mm -hmm. I have a hybrid publisher. I'd say, they were great other than the cash flow side of it. Like I, I'll say it publicly because they, they did happen. Like they took over a year to pay me my first royalty check. Like that's, which thankfully that's not what I was doing it for. So it's just more gravy, but the fact, it was just more irritating that like, if I was an author full-time, I'd be fucked. Like that was crazy. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that that that's the part that's annoying with not self-publishing for me, the rest of it, like I buy my book at cost. They got me distribution that I didn't have to do. So there was, it was a friendly relationship, but I do see like, and I hear this all the time, but I've seen it now with a lot of friends that publish books, myself, they don't do anything to sell your book. So right. the only reason I see people in like Dan Martell, like some people go with big publishers, they're always hate, they always regret it at the end. Yes. But some of these guys get some really big upfront checks that they can invest into marketing that book or put in their pocket, whatever they want to do. Mm -hmm. um, and that's compelling because like my market, we spent a lot of money marketing the Hawk method. Like we put a, we hired a PR firm and a book, uh, book marketer and then did our own marketing. And then I was 
focused on that and not necessarily focused on marketing the company. And yeah, so yeah, all the, the opportunity costs mixed with the actual costs were really significant. Mm-hmm. Um, so an upfront fee to be able to counterbalance that would have been nice, but then you don't get to do all the things I'm doing now, like buy my own book for two bucks and give it to everybody. Like it's a business card. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. now I think I saw this somewhere, if not, you can correct me, but I, I, I feel like it hit the USA today bestseller list. Is, is that correct? Yeah, correct. Okay. And then, so how did, how did you do that? And was that yeah, just first week sales push? Or? Yeah, that's what it was. Um, so, and we didn't hit wall street journal because frankly, my publisher miscategorized the book. They categorize it as a multi-level marketing book, which it is not. And so we got disqualified oh. from wall street journal it was that yeah, these are the kind of things that suck. Yeah. yeah. But you know, you put all this effort in and it's that, that ship has sailed, but we got the USA today, which is good. Yeah. And that, it, USA today, if people don't know, that is straight up just about it's merit. It, it's merit. Yeah. yeah. How many books do you sell? And so um, we I forgot where we placed on it, but it was high, like seven. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we, yeah, we did that through just like, we tried to focus. What The real way we did it was we pre-sold a ton of books that then count for that week. So yeah. that, that's the best, like we just, we marketed it. I think it was like three months before we just started marketing it and trying to pre-sell it. And so when that week came out, a bunch of those went through, because I think it's when books ship is when they count it. Right. So, yes, yeah. it is. And, Which, and- by the way, little side note, we, it was uh, last, you know, March last year when we were, the logistics and supply chain shit was going on and Amazon was having all these issues. So we almost didn't get it because Amazon was having problem, problems shipping the fucking books. And they're like, we're just going to ship half of them next week, which would cut our sales <laughs> for both weeks and completely screw uh-uh. up. That was touch and go, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's something a lot of people wouldn't think about. Yeah. And, and, and just for people listening to this who maybe are not familiar with this, um, you nailed it. I, the USA Today is the most merit-based list. And I, I think it's the purest list. Yeah. Um, no, and New York times is just who they feel is popular at the time. Editorial, right? So yeah, kind of, right. you've got this spectrum of USA today, hundred percent merit wall yeah. street journal, mostly merit, yes. some editorial. And then you've yeah. got New York times, which is, you know, Michelle uh, Obama. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, you know, very editorial. <laughs> um, and now sure it's directionally. Yes. It's based on book units and you need to sell 10 to 12,000 week one and all that stuff. But like it, it needs to be distributed in a certain way. And even if they don't like you, they can just keep you off the list. Miscategorization yeah. and multi-level marketing, which is uh, crazy. Cause that's obviously not what your company is. Um, it can, can keep you off the list, stuff like that. So just explaining that for people, you mentioned this earlier, Eric, uh, but I'd love to, to to maybe just dive in a little bit more and hear your perspective. Um, what was your thought process behind uh, making the name of the book the name of your company? And I yeah. guess now a year removed from that, would you go back and do it the same thing? Would you do it yep. differently? Yeah. So because it, it's good, good question because my writing partner, I debated it a lot because I'm and I, I don't I wasn't hard asked about it. I just like the idea. Like I'm, how do I put it? Like I like to argue, so I'll say this is what I think. Tell me why I'm wrong. And I love that process. And so we were talking about calling it something that was much more apparent, like how to grow your business or how to market your business or the three principles of marketing or whatever. And we talked about that. And frankly, from just if the book was the only priority, I think that would have been a better move if it was serving just the book. But this book now, whether it was successful or not, served my company. And that was the that's the master. And it, this happens when you're doing anything. Like if you have two businesses, et cetera, it's hard to serve multiple masters. And so we really had a conversation about like, what's more, what's more important? Is it Hawk Media or is it the book? And I was like, Hawk Media, like that's where the money's going to be made here. That's what's paying for it. Like I need to serve Hawk Media. And I do think that if I was like, if I can turn the Hawk method into something people talk about, 
and the three pillars, like if this works, like I want it to, the future of that is so powerful. And I get that will be harder than just writing a book called the three principles of marketing. And that, that could actually carry a lot more weight on its own, but then it doesn't Um, benefit everything else whatsoever. Right. We talked about that uh, a lot, but this is where Mm -hmm. we went because then it became truly a calling card for the company. And now again, we have some cool things coming up that uh, one thing I can share is I'm now the official marketing influencer for LinkedIn and redoing all their courses based on my book. So that's one oh. thing that's coming out in July. I've already filmed, but it's the they're releasing in July. And like that's all cool. these other things that like this all starts to feed each other now, as opposed to like this separate thing that is being worked on that doesn't really help all this. Now it's all one thing. And that's really what I was trying to drive is turning the, the hawk method so that I want marketers to say, like, oh, you should make sure you look at the hawk method. Like that's a great mm-hmm. way to start your start looking at your marketing. Mm-hmm. That's good. I like that. Thanks for breaking that down. Um and congrats on the LinkedIn uh, uh, status and, and course and all that stuff. That'll be really cool. And I think that'll be really great for business. Yeah. Um, kind of one final bucket I want to touch on here is your PR process. You yeah. landed a ton of PR for the book launch. And this is yeah. something I've always kind of watched as far as just, you know, we've been friends and snowboarded for yeah. uh, years and years. 2017, man. It's been a while. <laughs> yes. It's been a, yes. 2015 is crazy to think about. But it is, is, I just feel like you guys are masterful at always having some sort of PR coming out. Oh, there's this awards. There's this thing. There's a CEO. We have the same awards sitting on our shelf. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's so (laughs) funny. Some Stevie's and some Inc. 5,000 awards. So I guess maybe two part question. One, how did you line up all the PR for your book? And then secondly, and maybe more importantly, how do you get such a continuous flow of PR about you and about your business? Yeah. Um, so the first part, I actually had a great firm, Krupp PR. Uh, Heidi Krupp is the founder's name, um, and I, I they're you know they're premium, but they are really good, and they got me some of the bigger hits. You know, the Adam Carolla and Drew Barrymore were them, and like they were really good. And so that was definitely part of it because like I used this book. The book. That's the other thing is the book is a great reason to get PR. So like I wouldn't be on. Drew Barrymore wouldn't have me on just because I'm Eric, but coming out with a new book. It's, you know, that's, they love writing about it. They're having people, new authors on. So that opened those doors um, and they helped do that. In terms of the constant cycle, it is very intentional and has been the entire time about the company. And what I've done is I've just built more and more ways of getting PR and it's like more tools and more, uh, more access. So it's like, I contribute to a bunch of publications. So let's say once a month, I write for Forbes, Entrepreneur, Rolling Stone, et cetera. There's four or five shares. Let's say you need, let's say you have 21 work days in the month. So that's 21 things we want to share. And this is actually all intentional. We want to share something every day. We want to be top of mind. So five days out of those 21, I'm writing something and putting it out from a major masthead. So credibility too. So there's that. Awards. We just submit constantly and get we win a lot of awards we won one yesterday it's the coolest award i've seen yet i'll be posting it soon but it's like this woman with a hawk on her shoulder and it, like i literally opened it i was like get out of here like that's awesome um i don't even know and i'm gonna be honest like sometimes i don't even know what this award company is but it's great credibility it's my favorite example of this in terms of why to use this business have you ever watched how i met your mother yes perfect so for those that don't haven't watched it it's a great older show and on older, it's like 10 years old. Um, and it's the main character, Ted's, it's all about how he met the, he's talking to his kids in hindsight about how he met their mother, but it's basically him out dating all the time. And his best friend, Barney, who's Neil Patrick Harris, who's funny enough, plays this like womanizer on the show, but he's 
gay and it's like this great he's such great in it he uh he's always trying to help ted meet girls because he's really good at it and his main tactic is to walk up to random girls and go hey have you met ted and it works every time they don't know who barney is but just the intro alone just like having that third party validation just works and so a lot of times we're winning awards that nobody knows what a stevie is as an example like stevie's not a big name but we both have them sitting on our shelves and like I actually don't know how competitive it is, but that, that, so we submit to those. And so let's say that happens once or twice a month. There's seven. Then we have like shout out for employee of the month or a hawk star as we call them. So that's one. And we do all these different things. And then we frankly do have a lot of big things happening. We have a venture fund. We're making investments every other month or so. So we'll talk about one of those. We have great client case studies. We have all these things that 21 days gets filled pretty damn quick with the shit that we have going on. And then from an audience point of view, it again, it goes with trust, awareness, and nurturing, where it's like new people hear about us because of all this stuff. Oh, my audience, I have 30-something thousand LinkedIn followers, 200,000 plus on Twitter, et cetera. I'm sharing this stuff every day, and it creates this vision of momentum that then we come top of mind when people are thinking about like, oh, marketing. Oh, we got to call Hawk. Look at how they're doing. Like That's really what it's done. And so it's very intentional in that sense, but it's really just actually being intentional about it that I think actually drives that. That's cool. I like that a lot. Um, and, and I love the intentionality behind it. On the awards piece, on the awards piece specifically, do you have one person on your team dedicated to that? And where do you find those awards to? to Everything I just to? said to I see. PR, yeah. social and events is one person, Alyssa. And she, yeah. and, and um, yeah, it, what it is, I mean, we've been doing, we're almost a decade old. We'll be a decade in January. So we, just we keep a list of like what we do last year and the year before, and then we constantly add to it. And that's that's the part is like we're just continuing to like we we always submit to Stevie and I can't remember what the big uh, Easter Island head is, but it's a Titan Awards. That was a new one we discovered last year. But I got one for YouTube's sake. This thing is like the coolest one of the coolest awards. This was the coolest until the one I got yesterday. Like this is dope. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Titan Awards. Like that's this is really cool. A trophy. That's really won, cool. We won marketing agency of the year. And like, so we find these ones and like, they're usually worth it. And there's all business around them, but like, they're really cool and they're great decoration. And we get to announce another win. And I don't know who we won against a lot of the time. And sometimes we, you know, we do, but it's still, it's a fun way to just keep the conversation going. Yeah, that's cool. Eric, this has been awesome. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. Where can people go to get their copy of the Hawk Method to find out more about you, the agency, what you're up to, all that good stuff. Yeah, the book's easy. It's on Amazon, but it's all over. Like if you Google the Hawk Method, you can find it. Whatever your favorite bookstore, we do have good distribution. And for us, just hawkmedia.com. Feel free to reach out. And then I'm on every social at or slash Eric Huberman. So our mission at Hawk is accessibility to great marketing. So by intent, we're all very accessible, easy to contact, easy to work with, et cetera. Awesome. Well, guys, check it out. The Hawk Method. Grab a copy of the book or uh, check out Hawk Media if you need some uh, marketing help uh, in your business. Eric, you're the man. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Self-Publishing School Podcast. I know there's so many places that you can be spending your time. There's other podcasts that you can be listening to, YouTube channels that you can be watching. Uh, So thank you so much. It means the world. Now, I want you to do three things right now if you found this episode. All right, number one, I don't know if you know this, but we've got a YouTube channel. It's a companion channel to this podcast. All the video versions of the episode are on the YouTube channel. So number one, subscribe to the YouTube channel. 
Number two, if you're listening to this podcast wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, And then number three, this is probably the most important, uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right, reviews are super important and help the podcast get discovered by other people. Uh, So number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that, I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. All right, all you have to do is go to register to sign up. Go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book, Published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next step, so how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.